What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flag Track Productions. This is the Super Flag Podcast, episode 47. I am Damian Leva. Yes, it has been a minute. Uh, it's at least three weeks since our last episode was released. Again. Unforeseen circumstances. I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to say it or not. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're finally getting back into the swing of things, and... In my opinion, the best week to do it for something that I've personally been excited for for a year. We were able to meet up at the theaters, and I went to my first movie since COVID. I know you've been to like six at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you actually rewatched the movie today as well. Yep. Uh, we are talking about Spiral from the book of Saw. Yes. And we will be reviewing that towards the end of this podcast. We got. A little bit of news to go off of, mm -hmm. um, kind of off the heels of that. So yeah, so yeah, it should be a fun episode. And by the way, this is, I think, our first video, videoed podcast since the beginning, basically. Yeah, since like episode eight ish. Yeah, yeah, episode <laughs> so. eight. And this is actually a new location. I got a house, so we actually have like a gonna do a whole backdrop thing eventually but yeah it's gonna be fun we have a whole dedicated space without my screaming kids running around <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it'll definitely be uh interesting in the future and i think this will probably be the better way to go forward so yeah how have you been other than catching covid um i've been really busy moving into this place obviously and went back to work on tuesday and this week was super, super busy so yeah you're just dealing with all that what about you Dude, just work, work, work. I'm actually <laughs> trying to sell my house, so it's yeah. it's been eventful. Dang. Got water leaks in the basement and stuff like that, so. Unfortunate stuff. Yeah. Definitely been uh, keeping busy, but still excited for the future. Yes. Um, So, are we uh, ready to send the news? Yeah, this is uh, sending the news, so I think, well, do you want to do both these in one thing since they're the same thing? Or? Yeah, especially because they are... Uh, related to the biggest thing that we're talking about okay. today. Anyways. Okay, cool. So, we got two announcements. Um, they greenlit, the studio Lionsgate greenlit Saw 10, which is going to be called Saw X. Yes, and that is literally the only news about it so far. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just greenlit. They have a lot of faith in it. It was greenlit, I think, about the time that Spiral was supposed to come out originally last year. Yeah. Um, but they just kind of pushed ahead and started doing like pre-production stuff and getting scripts ready and everything. So yeah. definitely ready to see what that turns out to be like. Yeah. And the other thing is there's going to be a TV show. I think that you said is based on Spiral. Yeah. Or it goes off from it. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be more based off of uh, the movie that just came out and should still have Chris Rock involved. Nice. He said he's willing to come back as long as like the script is right and they're not going to like change everything with what they did in the movie okay and what do you think the show would be about how they really said um honestly i feel like and i i let's just put a little spoiler tag here just because i don't know how much i'm saying <laughs> um i think that it might be basically like chris rock's character chasing the villain from the movie okay uh kind of kind of just that pursuit and seeing like if good will overcome evil mm -hmm. type of thing um, but we'll get into that a little bit more towards uh, for, like the speculation of where it could go in the future after we do the review. Yes. So um, either way, I am super excited. I've always been a huge Saw fan, as we literally like 
two podcasts ago did a whole saw episode yeah um and we could have gone even deeper oh dude i did i could have spent days like people would have turned it off immediately (laughs) but i it's one thing i will not shut up about i love saw it's my favorite horror franchise honestly it's my favorite overall franchise even over star wars wow yeah i know dang well you you got a new tattoo tell them about that oh yeah so i I got uh the spiral logo on my kneecap and then right above it i got a jigsaw piece like cut out of my skin so i went i went all to the grave yeah (laughs) i i literally like i grew up loving star wars but like i don't know what it is i mean they have about the same quality of writing at a certain point especially with the sequel trilogy yeah the further they went on yeah so i mean i just prefer saw i mean i still love star wars but okay ride or die yeah (laughs) and i'm actually really curious to see what they're gonna do with saw 10 saw x because it's gonna go is it well it's gonna lead off from jigsaw i guess jigsaw is more of a prequel in a way jigsaw is a jigsaw is like a prequel and a sequel because it takes place it takes place like 10 years after john kramer dies okay so it'll go off from there i imagine yeah i'm assuming it would honestly like just off the top of my head it's either one of two things it's carrie elwis's dr gordon and that logan guy from jigsaw working together or for the title of jigsaw okay like seeing who really deserves to be like the successor to john kramer okay I, that's the only, that's the most interesting way I can think to go forward, but I'm not in charge of writing it, so. Yeah, and I like I told you, I just hope they go in a more creative and different way with, like, the, the director and the writer and kind of, I mean, you need some core people that have worked on the last ones, but, like, bring in some new people. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if I had my way, I would say, I'd say bring back James Wan to write and direct. They, I, they should wait for that and just honestly i would almost be happy with just rebooting everything and actually giving james wan free reign to do what he originally wanted to do and like give him more time yeah um i know like one of the biggest prospects of why it was so profitable is because they had a budget of a million mm-hmm. and they literally only had 18 days to shoot yeah and that's that's pretty much the same with all of them as far as the budget they have like Maybe like four or five million tops, and then it makes like over a hundred yeah. million. It's that Blumhouse, uh, yeah, formula of like making movies. They're ahead of their time. Oh yeah, and they do great with. It. I mean, the first Saw literally was a thousand percent uh, like increase in revenue. Yeah, they made a hundred million at the box office immediately. And I'm really curious to see what this one makes. It's, it might be a little less because of COVID, but I feel like it's gonna do decent yeah i I was worried when we went into the theater and we were literally like one of three groups of people um i mean it was the thursday night before it like really opened anyways Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm definitely curious to see what the numbers are and those should probably be coming out tomorrow yeah tomorrow and i I think back to like mortal Kombat. i saw that i think on the day or the day after and it was like packed in there and i don't know mortal Kombat might be a little more popular than saw but it should be like around the same oh yeah honestly i'd almost i'd I'd almost put those on the same level of like fandom Mm -hmm. just like of course you're gonna have a lot of 90s kids who are gonna be really into mortal Kombat, obviously but i I don't know i think saw like etched out its own generation of fans yeah so 
I think it will be comparable. I do think that Mortal Kombat might have that edge just because they like really went in with the gimmick. Yeah. Um, but if nothing else, I think Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are enough to get a lot of people in theaters. Yeah, and their performances, like pretty much, I mean, there's a lot of mixed reviews about the whole thing overall, but a lot of people love Chris Rock in it. Oh, yeah. And his comedy, like, it blends well in it. It's not cheesy and yeah. it works. Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. Uh, he, like, I think I, I think I told you, like, his little, like, beard thing he has, yeah. if it wasn't for that, it's, I'm curious how hard it would have been to, like, separate the actor from the scene, like. Yeah. Because he, when he's a baby face, he just seems too likable. Yeah, that little patch of hair gives him, like, a different edge. Yeah. A little bit of an edge. Almost a douchey edge, but, like, <laughs> yeah. still... It made him. It made that character more believable. Yeah. Um, do we have any other news for the week? Any other news that I've been hearing? Honestly, none. It's been kind of bare bones this week. Um, I know that there was news that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is trying to revive an old Schwarzenegger uh, IP and star. Which one? There was not a word on which one. Oh. But there's a lot of speculation. You could go with uh, Predator. Yeah, Predator. You can go just as one-off movies. You can go Commando. You can go with... You would think it would be something where he'd have to be like a big dude. But, I mean, you could even go in the realms of... Uh, uh, where he goes into the machine and it's like... They'd oh, uh, Total, Total Recall. Yes. Yeah, because the Colin Farrell one was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he has endless IP. They could redo Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But they just did a sequel to that. They did? With Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't know if there's a whole lot of real news this week. Like... Pretty bare bones. Yeah, pretty bare bones. Uh, definitely a whole lot of getting excited for Spiral. That, that's all I was focused on this yep. week. So, um, I'm sure there are some things. You want me to look up something real quick? Yeah, we can. Let's do that. Just grab a couple of little snippets. Um, uh, I know the Bad Batch has been performing very well. Okay. And people have been really happy with that. Uh, as far as Star Wars goes, it's. I heard a lot of people say that they actually enjoy it more than The Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah. And people love the fucking Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, I also think that a lot of people probably also have that opinion now because they're trying to separate the Mandalorian from uh, Gina Carano. So yeah. <laughs> it automatically taints that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know other than that. I got one thing that you'll be really interested in. The Northman has gotten a 2022 release date, which kind of sucks because I was expecting it to come out this year. But Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be more happy if it was this year. But I'm all in. I've been wanting to watch that movie. Like, insane. Um, I, I actually was telling a bunch of guys last night I was hanging out with about the movie, and they, like, lost their minds over it, too. Especially just reading the cast off. It's a really good cast. Dude, Willem Dafoe, Alexander Skarsgård, Bjork, Nicole Kidman. Anna Taylor-Joy. That threw me off when I saw that last night. She's top build too. Yeah, she'll probably be the main. I think her... I think in the movie, and she related to Bjork because Bjork's a witch or something okay. like that, and they're related in the movie, which they do look alike. Huh? That'd be interesting. I I don't. I'm excited either way. So, um, oh, here's one. Robert De Niro injured his leg. 
off set <laughs> during the filming of Martin Scorsese's new, Scorsese's new movie. He's making another movie? Yeah, uh, Killer in the... Killers of the Flower Moon, and Leo's in it too. Oh, okay. So, this is going to sound super uh, kind of marky, I guess. Did you hear who's getting back together? Oh, Geely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gobble gobble. She's about to collect her seventh engagement ring. <laughs> and it's oh. kind of funny because I actually last night I watched Chasing Amy for the first time. Oh, yeah. So I was like, dang, that's like I think that's like the deepest stuff that I think Kevin Smith is a hundred percent. The only thing that might come close to it is Jersey Girl, which has that. been Affleck and Jennifer Love. <laughs> Damn, but um, yeah, I, I was surprised like just hearing that stuff. I'm like Kevin Smith wrote this, right? Like, <laughs> and uh, see, and that's the Kevin Smith I miss because like. His stuff progressively got more not, crude. Not, not, not that it's a bad thing, but it's like it got more comedy and less drama. Like it, it went away from what he started. He it became just a Cheech and Chong routine. Yeah, not even necessarily like good comedy. Sometimes it's more. It's like a lot of it's kind of crude and kind of yeah. just like okay. Like no matter what, I'll still say I love Clerks too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. But but that still has those emotional moments like we talked about yeah. in our review. Yeah, but I, I even that I don't think was almost as well done as Chasing Amy. Yeah, I, I was reading that the uh, the actress I forget her name she got a Golden Globe nomination. Joey Adams, Joey Lawrence Adams, something yeah, like that. Yeah, she got a Golden Globe for, well, nomination for that. Apparently, Kevin Smith and her were dating at the time. Yeah, and that's what yeah. inspired him to write the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy when I look at him, I'm like, especially okay. back in the day when he was all fat. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think he was like too fat then yet. No, not yet. He was, he on was his just way. a big guy. Yeah. He got money and he got hungry. Yeah. Like especially <laughs> so, like um, live free, die hard. That's that's when he was like getting. Like, oh yeah. Uh, the biggest I remember seeing him. You ever watch any of those Evening with Kevin Smith? No. There's I think the third one. Dude is dude is big. Okay. Like big big. And then right before he had his heart attack, I think he was like in the three hundreds. Yeah. And now you look at him, you're like, damn. Yeah. He's lucky he survived that. I think it was like a widow maker. Yeah. That's what he called it. Yeah. Uh, that's what the doctors called it. Yeah. I was actually so. It's weird. I'll always remember because my wife knows I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. And it was our first wedding anniversary. And we were driving up to the Stanley Hotel to stay the night. And she, like, fucking freaks out in the car. And she's like, pull over. I'm like, I'm not going to pull over. Like, just tell me what's <laughs> going on. She told me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's definitely one of my favorite yeah. uh, Kevin Smith movies. And then... It makes me wonder if Kevin Smith is going to try to, like, butt back in and make another uh, Jennifer Lopez and uh, Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, I mean, they could, because I guess um, right before uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, he said that him and Ben Affleck were back on good terms because they had kind of a falling out. Yeah. Um, Even though I think if anybody were to try to take another swing at a movie like that, it would be Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I... (sighs) People give him so much shit for Jersey Girl, but I actually enjoyed that one. I, I, I was looking at, like, Kevin Smith's filmography last night while watching the movie, and I just saw, like, the poster of it, mm-hmm. and it looks like a like a Big Daddy-type comedy. Just from the poster, it's like it shows him and a little girl. It's more serious. Okay. But yes, it, it, okay. it is. And is he, like, annoyed at the kid at first, and then yeah. he, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then you, you get to also see Liv Tyler half-naked. Oh, wow. So, there's that. Wow. Um... That scene is actually really funny, though. Okay. Uh, but it's a whole lot of uh, 
it has a lot of heart because it's a dad dealing with raising his daughter after his wife uh, passes away in childbirth. Okay, so he, he delved into like some ser- more serious stuff for a stretch. Yeah, and that got a lot of bad reviews off the bat because it had Jennifer Lopez in it, and it was right after Geely came out. Okay, so, so they didn't like, even give it a chance at first. They were like, no. Geely 2. It's definitely not his best movie, but I enjoyed it. Okay, I'll have to watch that one. I might watch that one tonight, I don't know. Uh, did you watch Promising Young Woman? I haven't gotten to watch it yet because I have nothing to watch it on. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. so... Actually, I think that plays Blu-ray. That's my Mac... Uh, computer i was gonna say why don't you use that computer but i forgot it doesn't have a disc drive. no disc drive available but that one does okay so i guess i'll just have to sit in here and watch it for now all right well since i can't say anything about the movie at the moment there is someone in the movie that got me excited with some other news this week oh bo burnham is coming out with a new stand-up special okay filmed at home but it is a direct sequel to his last stand-up special with the way they filmed it he also has a fucking beard now oh wow it in the trailer, and I was like, um... That just shows you he's been locked away and working on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, I think it's probably good for him, especially if you go back and look at some of his past stand-up routines. You can tell the fame has gotten... Not to him, but he, like, hates the fact that he doesn't have privacy anymore. Mm-hmm. And he hates that, like, he's fawned over. To the point where, like, every chance he gets, he insults the crowd. Like, he has a, uh, like, this is very expletive-filled, but he has a a bit called I Fuck Sluts, and immediately he <laughs> automatically knows the girls in the crowd are going to scream, and he's like, it's not a roll call. <laughs> it, it, it's just always, like, taking jabs at people in the crowd. And it's it's funny, but you can tell he's, like, legitimately frustrated. Okay. Um. So I'm curious to see how an in-home, no-audience stand-up goes for him. Yeah. It'll be interesting because there would be no interaction or anything like yeah. that with the live crowd. Yeah. And honestly, off the back of Promising Young Woman, I hope he gets more, like, roles. Like, I'd like to see him as a lead in something because he's always a side character. He's been getting much better in acting because uh, first movie I remember seeing him in was Funny People. Wow, I never even saw it. Oh, it's, he's a very, very, very small role. But okay. I, was, I got super excited because, okay. obviously. And then... He had that stupid MTV TV show. I think it was like Zach Stone's going to be a star or wants to be famous, something like that. And then uh, he was also in The Big Sick. Okay. And he had a small role, but, I mean, it was the most uh, talking he ever had in a movie, and it was really good. Uh, I highly recommend that for anybody that wants to watch it because it's the real-life story, for the most part, with a couple of caveats of how Kumail Nanjiani met his wife. Yep. Uh, so that's really good. And then this promising young woman, he, in my opinion, is one of the high spots of it. Obviously, my opinion is tainted because of the fact that he is and has been my favorite comedian since I was like 16. Mm-hmm. So go in with that grain of salt. But everybody else in the movie is fantastic. Jennifer Coolidge is back. I believe Schmidt from New Girl is in it too. Like a small role. Yeah. I think so. If not, it's someone that looks exactly like Okay, him. I want to say he was. Um, and then, like, dude, they actually have a lot of big actors. Mm-hmm. Like, the dad is... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the IMD real quick so I don't uh, get it wrong. But And also, Carrie Mulligan, the main uh, actress, she was Oscar- uh, nominated for Best Actress this year. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I think this is the only movie I've watched from the Oscars this year. 
okay yeah i guess if yeah going best picture if you're gonna go just nominations in general i saw um, pieces of a woman yeah i didn't watch that you gotta watch that i will have to so he had adam brody in it oh dang uh, he, he's a very small part uh obviously carrie mulligan you have uh oh so clancy brown okay is i think the dad and then jennifer coolidge is the mom and then uh, what is the Christopher Mintz Plaza's in it? I've heard of that. He plays a pretty. Uh, oh, is that a McLovin? Yeah, McLovin. Okay. <laughs> um, and then like it just has a great cast. You have Bo Burnham. You have that is not Bo Burnham. <laughs> Unless he's like, is he black now? <laughs> no, that's, or is he playing? That that's guy? Sam Richardson. That guy's funny. Is he, he the one in um, Good Boys? He's the cop. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I don't know why his picture showed up as Bo Burnham's picture there for a moment. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to... Oh, Molly Shannon is in it. Oh, okay. Um, Max, is Max Greenfield? Yep, that's it, Max Greenfield. Okay. I was like... I, I didn't know his actual... His name in the show. And then yeah. that dude, Chris Lowell. Those, oh, yeah. I've those are that. some of the biggest actors. Oh, and sorry, Allison Brie as well. Ooh. She's really good in it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'll probably watch it tonight, hopefully. Yeah, no. It's definitely worth a watch. Hell yeah. So. um, We do actually have a new story that I found. I don't even think we talked about it on here yet. Do it. The Shang-Chi trailer. The first one from a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, well, we can talk about it. I'm, I'm so happy. Okay. Did we talk about it? We have not talked about the trailer okay, okay. at all. Okay. Because it was like right when we took a break. You're right. So. <laughs> This can also be considered our uh, tangent express. I was like, I forgot what we called yeah. it. It's been so. I long. mean, we kind of went off on tangents already, but this is like the official one. Yeah, this will be the main tangent express <laughs> yeah. before we hit our spiral review. Yes. So, before we really get into it, how do you feel with the fact that we are finally getting not only in Marvel but in Hollywood in general more? Asian representation like it seems pretty prevalent over the last three years yeah it's kind of cool um ever since crazy rich Asians yeah crazy rich Asian Asians I was gonna say agents um because before this the only like Asian centric movies that you would really see felt like they were like kung fu movies yeah it, it seemed or slumdog billionaire oh, I'm not gonna lie I like that but I mean I guess that is considered Asian because yeah. India is in Asia but yeah no like it just as a outsider, like it just seems like the right way to do it because I loved um, "Always Be My Maybe." That was a fantastic movie. I wasn't expecting much from it, but it was actually good. The fucking Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Farewell? Uh, no. It's an A twenty four movie. It has Aquafina in it. It's uh, about she's American, and I guess her grandma's dying of cancer. And there's a tradition in China where you don't tell your uh, family members that they're sick or whatever mm-hmm. so they go over there and like fake a wedding so they're all together or something like that oh okay um, i've so seen really the good. trailers for it yeah. it looks really good i also want to watch minari yes i still gotta see that oh. like steven yoon has been doing great things especially with invincible is he in that show is he, he the main he, guy he's the lead yeah okay because i know jk simmons is in he, it too he plays his dad omni man or something yeah yeah because it's uh he he's like a mixed kid his dad is uh white yeah and his mom is asian Okay. So I saw I spoiled it for myself. I don't know if you've seen the show. I've seen two episodes today. Okay, well I'm gonna tell you the ending. I mean, uh, I'm gonna find out. Okay. Just, 
Yeah. Quick spoiler alert one more time. Yeah. I just I saw this on Instagram. I saw a clip of it. Like, I guess Omni-Man just beats the shit out of him and almost kills him. Oh, yeah. And I, he's, like, throwing him all over the place and through I, a su- fucking subway train. I've seen a lot of those memes. Especially, yeah. like, memes trying to switch the characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a brutal-ass cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, it is gory. Um, I can't... Off the top of my head, the last cartoon that I watched that was as gory as this... Oh, man. Like, I think it might have been an anime. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. It was the Mortal Kombat uh, Scorpion's Revenge thing that they did. I didn't even see that. I can't even remember the last like, cartoon that was bloody that I watched. Happy Tree Friends, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. It's eyeball popping, and it's 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 out there. It's okay. really good. Uh, really well done. And also, Steven Yeun, or whatever his name is, um, he's going to be in the new Jordan Peele movie. He just signed on to that. Ooh, what is, do you, does I it have a name? I don't no. think so. But oh. yeah. Yeah, I saw that headline. Okay. No, I mean, I'm all in. So, I, I've always... He was, by far, one of my, like, three favorite characters in The Walking Dead. And he's probably a big reason that I and many people stopped watching that show. I remember soon, just watching that scene. Uh, another eye popping scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was bad, man. Yeah. I. It just got worse after that. I yep. just stopped caring about the show. Yeah, I stopped watching it in season two. Well, so like when he yeah. came into the show, <laughs> so I was like, I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. There were definitely a lot of low points after season three, so mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um. But down to business. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. I am actually really happy with the way they have gone about fixing the Mandarin. Yeah, is it actually the Mandarin now? Yeah, we're not... <laughs> My name is Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not getting... I mean, I loved being Ben Kingsley, and I thought that if they would have actually just made him the Mandarin, as many people would be mad about the whitewashing of yeah. uh, the Mandarin. Like, people were happy because, like, oh, it seems like he would have played it very well. Yeah. And then they had the whole Aldridge Killian thing where he said he was the Mandarin. That pissed people off even more. And then they had that All Hail the King short uh, that revealed that uh, there was an actual Mandarin that wasn't Trevor Slattery. Mm-hmm. So... I think that was like six years ago that yeah. that happened. So and they cleaned it up this time. Yes. Um, the guy they have playing Shang-Chi, I do not know if I've ever seen him in anything else. He's in Kim's Convenience, the show I tell you to watch on Netflix. It, oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah. I thought it was on Hulu. I no. looked for it and I couldn't find it on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> All right. So you got like five seasons, well, four seasons, the fifth season's Good on right now. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in that. And Aquafine is also in this. Excellent. As his friend. Um... The story is automatically interesting because you have a kid who, like, essentially seems like he, like, ran away from a terrorist organization as yeah. a kid. After he was, like, brutally indoctrinated and, like, taught to kind of fear the system. Mm-hmm. Um, goes away for years and then he's supposed to come back and, like, essentially become the Mandarin. Yes. Um, but he, like, refuses his birthright. Uh, based on the trailers, he's going to have a lot of like conflict with his sister who wants to be the Mandarin, um, but isn't being offered it because she is a female. Yes, and I knew, or I know, absolutely nothing about Shang-Chi. 
Shang-Chi was the answer in comic form to Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. It was the only reason he was created. His father in the comics is not the Mandarin. His father in the comics is a racial caricature named Fu Manchu. Oh. Yes, which is There's why... There's a band called Fu Manchu. Is there really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's actually the reason they changed it to the Mandarin to make it less problematic to where okay. it also feels like it has more stakes. Okay. Um, the Ten Rings in the comics are... Jennifer Lopez engagement <laughs> rings. <laughs> she has already collected more than yeah. Thanos, so yeah. she, she's on a roll. Yep. Uh, three more and she'll snap us all out of existence. Yeah. Um, I tell you this, if uh, if Ben Affleck gets in a relationship with her, no more Batman. He's It's, it's gone. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree, because it uh, he seemed very... He's going to get depressed again. He's going to become an alcoholic again. Well, he seemed very ego-driven when he was with her, so. Yeah. But. Geely. Yeah. (laughs) So what I I was saying is, in the comics, the ten rings that the Mandarin has, which are, I think, bracelets in this movie? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, Which makes sense based on what I'm about to say. Uh, But each of the rings gives him uh, powers. And he's stole those rings from a dragon named Fing Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom. Swear to God. <laughs> um, did they mention that in the trailer? Because I don't remember. No, I did okay. a lot of research on okay. the character and both of those characters just to kind of see what the Ten Rings was about and all that. So um, it'll definitely be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know all the characters' names. I just know the Shang-Chi, which they're calling Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I don't know which pronunciation feels more right, so but I think they're gonna be going with Shang Chi because of the fact that that's what Kevin Feige called it. Okay. So and yeah, he looks woke, so he'll probably get it right. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It, I have so much respect for him. I'll probably just go with whatever he says. So yeah. It doesn't matter. So Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, do you have a prediction for how you'll feel about the movie? I know it's. it's we're not even sure if we're getting that movie this year because of the way COVID's still going. So yeah, um, I think it's gonna be well received because they pretty much all are MCU movies. Um, a good majority. He's of like, you remember the Dark World, don't you? Well, if it was up to me, they all suck. <laughs> but um, all come on. So if, if if nothing else, I can at least make the argument that everything with Captain America in it, minus the two first Avengers movies, were fantastic. Okay, here we go. Iron Man 1 is good. Okay. 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 Iron Man 2 is decent. Nah, nah, that one sucks. Yes. Iron Man 3 is decent. I agree. Gardens Galaxy is excellent. Agreed. This is not going in order because I don't remember the order. Um, <laughs> Gardens Galaxy 2 is decent. Captain America Winter Soldier sucks. Get the... Cap- I'm in your Cap- house, but I'll get the fuck out. Captain America Civil War <laughs> is alright. Um, Black Panther is good. Um, What else is there? Oh, Thor, um, the third one. Ragnarok, Ragnarok is decent. Yeah, the first two were garbage. Yeah, the first two suck. They were just horribly paced. Yeah, and yeah, everything else sucks. Um, I will fight you on the Winter Soldier. <laughs> also, uh, the first Avenger I also really enjoyed. Not the first Avengers, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, yeah, that sucks too. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And the first Avengers, Age of Ultron, they yeah. all can kiss my ass. See, I wasn't... I liked Age of Ultron more than the first Avenger. I was not a big fan of the first Avenger movie at all. 
Really? Uh-huh. Because everyone was, like, sucking that movies. Yeah, it was... Insert word there. It was very much so a Joss Whedon movie. Yeah, it really was. And you can't look back on it fondly anymore? No, and I honestly thought it was... I don't know, it felt lackadaisical. Okay. And when I watched it the first time, I was like, you know, there were some cool parts, like the whole... Uh, Loki meeting with Thor and Iron Man and Captain America in that first scene. I do like Loki as a villain. He's Loki a really good villain. Is sadly the only villain that was like super duper interesting until they recast Thanos. Okay. Um I can see that. because the original dude they had play him was like a stunt guy. Uh so he wasn't was the stunt guy going to be, like, the body and they're going to have somebody voice him? I don't know. In in the original, like, Avengers movie, he even voiced him. It was that oh, Damien shit. Poitier or whatever the hell his name is. Okay. Um, so, I, I don't know what their plan was originally, but mm-hmm. they did a lot better when they got Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. He, Thanos has become, like, I think next to, like, Heath Ledger and, you know, people like that. Like, one of the top comic book movie villains. If I had my personal opinion, I would put Killmonger above above him, though. Killmonger. Are you? No, no I'm serious. Killmonger. Kill, I'm trying to. You're, oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. Black <laughs> like, Panther. I yeah. thought you were trying to pull something on no. me. Like, do you really no. not remember? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. I, he was, in my opinion, the best written and the only like villain who had a legit reason for wanting to do what he was doing. You can't tell me that Whiplash isn't on the top of the list. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and let me clear it up now before I get hate in the comments. Um, Winter Soldier is pretty good. Okay. So you're just giving me shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Captain America series is by far my favorite. Yeah. Friends. I don't want to get like death threats from you Marvel shills. Yeah. And I'm not even a big Marvel fan, so I don't know why I, like, I love the movies. I will say, like, a lot of the scene that a lot of people liked in the first Avengers was the scene where the camera's, like, rotating around them and they're standing there looking at the sky. That was... That was well done, but was one-upped easily by the Justice League scene with that one splash panel, dude. You say that to these Marvel people, they'll lose their fucking minds. Oh, well, yeah, because they're all used to Joss Whedon, so yeah. it's... I mean... I don't know. I, Those I, same people probably also enjoyed the original version of Justice League. So Yeah. Snyder Cut, to me, and maybe you, I don't know, is better than all the Avengers movies combined. Yes. I will say, though, Endgame is fantastic. Yeah, that one is good. There's like some really good emotion. I, I cried in the movie. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I teared up pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of scenes where I was just like... Yeah, I can give that one respect. Dude, there were so many times in that movie where I was just like... Like the on your left thing. Yeah. (laughs) That was... Honestly, I put that down to the writing of the directors. Because Anthony and Joe Russo did everything fantastic from literally very beginning of Community to the end. They had some problems in the last two seasons, but when they were with uh, uh, Harmon... Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Working on that, it was fantastic. Yeah. I would honestly almost want Dan Harmon and them to write a MCU movie. Like, I don't care what okay. it is. I That'd be the perfect Fantastic Four. Yeah, we just got to be careful with the Russo brothers because they get a little bit of praise, they get a big ego, and then they make Cherry. I think that they were more wanting to prove 
that they, they had skill. Yeah. Um, and they took a project and didn't tweak it enough. Yeah, well, from the reviews that I saw and watched, a lot of them say it's very pretentious. But uh, here's the way I I'll do. Put I it. hate the word though. I hate pretentious. I, but especially because if you really look at all filmmaking, isn't all filmmaking pretentious? No. How not? <laughs> not all filmmaking is pretentious. In some degree. Okay. It's what um, people putting themselves on screen to show off their art. I think all art is pretentious in some degree. I, I think, you know, some are more obvious than others. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But... I, like, name I, me a really pretentious movie. A really pretentious yes. movie? Uh, okay. I'll give you one right off the top. Do it. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you give me the butthole cut, then I'll watch that. <laughs> oh, hell no. Uh, yeah. The Force Awakens? I disagree with you. Get the fuck The Last Jedi. <laughs> I will say The Last Jedi is pretentious yeah. as hell. As much as I will say, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not even going to bring up what I say every time, but it is pretentious. Yeah, so is Knives Especially Out. Especially the fucking Canto bite scene. Get away from Knives Out because they literally just announced the cast for Knives Out too. I know, and it, it's a big cast, but I'm it's still a not good gonna cast. Like it. I'll Do never not trust hold that a grudge. Again. It is at least Knives Out one. It's fantastic. It is one of the best whodunits I've seen in a while. Here's the thing: when I watched the trailer, I knew Chris Evans did it. Everybody did. Really? Yes. I don't believe you. But it's interesting to see how they branch. It also, I think everyone automatically assumed it was him because he always plays the fucking good guy. That's true. So he needed to do something different. Now, what do you think is they're going to do in Knives, uh, Knives Out 2, or did they say? I don't know, but I know they have Edward Norton. Yeah, they have Edward Norton. They got, I think, Jessica Ch Not officially yet, but the rumor is Jessica Chastain might be in it. Um, Catherine Hahn just joined in. Oh, I did see uh, Catherine, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. That got me excited. Jennifer Lopez, I think. Get the fuck it's, out of here, did you really? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, oh, what? Hmm. Dave Batista. Oh, yeah, I did hear that, too. He also just came out and said that he will never play uh, Drax again after Guardians 3. Yeah, because there's so much more they could have done with this character. I mean, there definitely is, especially if you look at yeah. the comic arcs. But he, he just seems like he's starting to get a big head a little bit. I think he's always had a big head. He's so. always seen himself of an, as an artsy dude. But well, he wears scarves, doesn't he? He definitely wears tight jeans. I've never okay. seen a scarf. I've yeah, never seen a scarf. You wear a scarf, you, you, you're pretentious. I, I agree with that. Chris Jericho wears a scarf. Well, yeah, but look he, at his music. He, he does that as a character. As a person... What he, do you mean? I've seen, him, I've seen him wear a scarf just out and about. What? Really? Yeah. I thought that was... I know it started as a character thing, but either way, as a person, he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the character became one thing. I mean, I believe And he lost too. his way. But... <laughs> He, the, the charity work and everything else he does, especially when it comes to, like, wrestlers, he is, like, the dude to look up to. Like, he's fantastic. Yeah, I can respect that. I just don't respect Fozzie. <laughs> and Janelle Monet. Sorry, there we go. Ooh, she's hot. Yeah. Have I, you seen Annabelle? No. See, and when I was initially looking at reviews for Spiral, which we'll get into in a moment, yes, everyone was saying that they kind of can compare... The tone 
of Spiral to Antebellum. Nah. Like the... Kind of, I guess. The, like the way they introduced the twist. Yeah, I can see that. Essentially. Yeah. I heard that a lot. I was like, I've never seen that. And then I kind of found out what it's about, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I do need to watch it, though. Yeah, and I have a very serious question about the twist in Spiral once we get to it. I think I do as well. Okay. I don't know if it's the same question. But we'll see. do you have anything else to say about Shang-Chi? Yeah, this was really the uh, Tangent Express because I forgot we were talking about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, Shang-Chi? No, I don't, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, quick note on it, though. All I'll say is I'm excited to watch the whole bus fight. Yeah, that Because looks, uh, that cool. split kick was dope. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. I just want to know if the scrotum is okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. All right, so. Spiral. <sighs> Off the bat, give me your score. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. I'll agree. Do you remember what your prediction score was when we did the Saw episode? I think I said 8.5. I want to say mine was 8. So so I think we were spot on. Yeah, we were we were right around. I I, I float back and forth between a 7.5 and an 8, but I'll, yes. I'll stick with an 8 just because I'm overall very excited and happy about what happened. Yes. Um, The biggest problem that this movie had off the bat, something that a lot of people have the problem with, I'm more accepting of it, but the pacing. It is all gas, no brakes. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things I didn't like I sent to you. That there wasn't any downtime. There wasn't... I mean, there was good character moments, but there could have been so much, like, stuff that was, like, deeper. Yes. In that realm. Um, ups are definitely Chris Rock's acting. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's acting. Yeah. Well, and that's... That's just a given. If Samuel L. Jackson is in a movie, it's... it's regardless of the level of the movie... He's gonna be Sam Jackson. Yeah. We're gonna like it. There's... There's never anything I've seen him in where I didn't believe what he was doing. Yeah. Like, he's played an Uncle Tom slave to, yeah. to like, the biggest badass with, like... He, he was Shaft, right? He was Shaft. He was Shaft. He was then, fucking Mace Windu. He got his own lightsaber that said Bamf on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only dude with a purple lightsaber in Star Wars. Yeah. He's, he's a genius. Yes. Um... You can look back on anything he's done, and honestly, I can pick one out of the hat right now and just go with the car scene in Pulp Fiction. The cheese, with, uh, Royale with Royale cheese. Royale with cheese. Any, pretty much any scene in that movie alone. Yeah. The uh, Ezekiel oh, scene. Dude. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh. Chris oh. Fox's name is Ezekiel and, and Spiral. That's kind of funny. That is something. I wonder if that was intentional. I don't know. Do you think there was a biblical kind of angle to, to Spiral because it's called From the Book of Saw and his name is Ezekiel? See, I, th- I don't. I didn't pick up on any other religious references, but those are just like the two that I noticed. Well, I think the idea if is it, was. it might not be directly Christian, mm-hmm. um, religious, but it definitely kind of taps into the idea of twisting religion. Okay, because it's or spinning religion. Like a spiral? Spinning it to fix you, to fit your narrative. Like, we'll get into the spoilers in a moment, so yes. that way, if anybody doesn't want to know what happens yet... This you is your warning, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but the villain twists John Kramer's 
views ideologies. and ideology to fit just the police. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, it makes sense. It works. Yeah, because he did mention that when when he was like, John Kramer is right. The spiral symbolizes like evolution. Yeah. And now instead of doing it for one person, we're doing it to a whole group of people. Yeah. And it, it's twisting the religion of like John Kramer's rehabilitation program, essentially, that he had. Yeah, because that almost was like a cult for a while on the other ones. Yeah. It, it, to them, he's like their Jesus. Yeah. Uh, a, a really fucked up version of that, but yes. Um, so I, I can definitely see that twist on it. It's not something I thought about until you said that, especially with the whole Ezekiel thing. Didn't think about that for one moment. It came to me in the, in the second time watching. I was like, whoa, shit. I can see that, yeah. 100%. Um, his father's name was Marcus, correct? Yeah. Okay. Banks. So we're going to do a quick full spoiler. Yes. Rundown from beginning to end. In three, two, one. You've been warned, and here we go. So we start out um, at a, what is it, a 4th of July festival or something to that it, Yeah, it's a, it's a big 4th of July parade, essentially. Yes, and this dude in a American hag, like, American hag, American flag, a top hat, takes a woman's purse, and... And then what home... What's the cop name? What's the cop uh, name? It's Boz... Boz, yes. Boswell or Bosworth, but, the, yeah. but they just call him Boz. Yeah, and he chases the man down... And he realizes that he the man went down into the sewer. And for anybody that has watched Letterkenny, it is the guy who plays uh, McMurray from Letterkenny. Okay. And is he the one in the scene with the, t- the toilet scene? The one, the toilet yeah. scene where uh, he comes in second. No, it's a different. Oh, where he yeah, says he fucking DJs. Tur- yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> uh, so. I enjoy his acting a lot more in Letterkenny than I did in this. Yeah, especially like when he delivers motherfucker. Motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. um, he wasn't awful, but his line delivery could have been better. I will say that is probably the first down that this movie got was yeah. that line. Yes. Um, maybe it just didn't need to be in there. Or maybe, yeah, it just didn't need to be in there. Yeah. Uh, and then, going from there, uh, he gets knocked out mm-hmm. and put in the trap do we get to see the trap immediately after or do we cut to chris rock's character in the hotel no we see that uh we see it immediately after so he he runs okay, and he yeah. says the motherfucker and he realizes it's a mannequin and that's when the dude in the pig mask shows up and puts the rag on his face yes and then the next scene you see him in the trap yes um and it was kind of an inventive trap but all of these traps don't really give in this movie, all the traps in this movie don't really give their victims enough time to really react. And I, yeah, and I think that was intentional. Once you find out what's going on and why it's oh, going 100%. on, yeah. Um, it did feel like, a, and then that might be like a sticking point with like sequels. Mm-hmm. It can almost be like a Hoffman esque, uh, like how they were like, well, you're literally just essentially killing these people. You're not giving them a test yeah and I, the difference is at least like i said in this one you find out why but in that, those ones there's just like killing people for the sake of doing it yeah it was just like literally knocking off anybody <laughs> that has any askew morality yeah and it's just to show off traps yes so uh there is one thing i want to say right after this once we get introduced to chris rock but yeah. then we get to see the trap dude is hanging by his tongue yeah and some sort of like bracket that sandwiches it in there i d- I, I, I'm not sure how physics work with this, but do you think you could actually physically get a tongue to stay clenched in something like that? It's your strongest muscle in your body. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think it would be possible with what he... I don't know. I mean, I either know. way, it was a, it was visually cool. Yeah. Uh, especially getting to see the tongue tear out moments before he's hit by the train. Yeah, and not only that, he's handcuffed essentially by barbed wire behind his back, and then the first thing he does is like rip it apart and it cuts through his wrist. Yeah, I was happy with that because I was like, it's realistic, because like, barbed wire's not really going to hold you back. It no. will hurt. Yeah, you can get out of it. Yeah. So I was happy to see that it wasn't like an all-purpose, like, oh yeah, you're, you're stuck here. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I was vi- like I was happy to see the new voice. I, I know you were that was one of your things you were most excited yeah. about. Yeah. Um that TV was a little bit cheese on yeah. the train. Yeah. The- but it, it also kinda helped them with their investigation. Yeah, I just think like if you're gonna do the TV, you don't need to force it to look like a VHS type of thing. Just yeah. literally film it and just play it on the fucking like, TV. Yeah. I I do agree with that. They I think they tried... That's the only thing that they really tried to, like, really homage the old stuff, but it, yeah. it was almost in a bad way. Yeah, or at least actually film it with an old video camera that did VHS. Yes. Um. So, and then, immediately after, we go to Chris Rock's character getting ready to rob, like, a biker gang. Yeah. With... Four other guys. Yeah, I don't... Uh, three, three other guys. guys. But I don't know if they were actually criminals. I think they were. They were. Uh, he was essentially doing undercover work. Yeah. But what I want to say with this real quick is, I may be wrong, but off the top of my head, is there anybody in the Saw franchise that has such a high moral barometer as Chris Rock's character? Like, he literally was like, nothing bad ever. He was the only person that had like, no red marks. Yeah, he was straight the whole time. Yeah, in the entire Saw series, there's never been another person because everybody who's on a test, whether they're the protagonist or not, they're in there for a reason. Yes, they they did something wrong. They stole. They do drugs. Whatever. The one person who was good the whole time until she died was Carrie, the detective that you see with Dan- Danny Glover in the first one, and the one who's in the chest trap. So even her though, she was having an affair. Oh, was she with Donald uh, D- Donnie Wahlberg's character? Aren't we all? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I forgot about that. Then, Yeah, I guess yeah. nobody else so, is straight. He's like squeaky, squeaky clean to the yeah. point where his dad, a corrupt cop that we find out about later, yeah. is super pissed at him for turning in the other cop. Yeah, and all the other cops are calling him a, a rat. Yeah. And he, he literally, it's just because he's the one person in this universe who actually does everything right. Yeah. Even though, like, he doesn't always follow procedure to get information like we see later in a scene yeah but even those are bad people he's doing stuff so it was like okay it it definitely didn't feel like uh, there's nothing he does that makes you root against him yeah like he he definitely has a bad attitude towards people but it's justified yeah you see why yeah maybe like a little too much as far as the flashbacks we'll get to those yes but i mean also he's like jaded because he's going through a divorce and everything else Mm -hmm. so and um, he just realized Pilates isn't a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that has to be hard, too, when you realize that. You're like, damn. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at that. He's yeah. like, wait, Pilates isn't a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, though, Pilates is a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. I was like, I was like dead set on the idea that, like, luckily my wife doesn't do Pilates. So I'm <laughs> if, you, if she did, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> like, who are you going to see? <laughs> um, But, like... All the exposition... Okay, so we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. 
but stick to the robbery scene <sighs> okay so th- there's not really a whole lot to the robbery scene but yeah. the laughs in it were real yeah when you first introduced them they're in a room like getting ready for the robbery but they're talking about Forrest Gump <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was all Chris Rock like he told really? he, he told the director he's like this just doesn't feel like what the character should do like what they originally had planned he's like can he's like do you mind if I riff and like just let everybody else kind of riff with me and mm-hmm. we, we'll rewrite it if we need to whatever yeah but so they did it and they were like yep I guess that's what we're fucking keeping because that's like perfect and it almost reminded me of what Quentin Tarantino would write just something that's like pop culture referenced and they're just going off it was it. the Royale with cheese yeah it was the Royale with cheese it was the Madonna like a virgin a hundred percent it was yeah. just that like real world like it's the Kevin Smith stormtrooper or uh, the uh, engineer and clerks yeah like the original clerks when they're talking about like Ooh, they knew who they were working for. They knew yeah. the risk when they took it. That type of shit. It, it's just kind of interesting to see that, especially in a world like this that we've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. It, just that, yeah, that banter. You've never seen something like that in Saw, and then the music that's playing, too. The yeah. rap music, you've never heard that in Saw. <laughs> there was... Uh, it, it didn't hurt the tone at all. It, no. it just definitely took me out for a moment, because I was like... This is happening. Wow. (laughs) I never thought I would see a death trap immediately preceded by a rap song. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was interesting. It was. So then, so they rob from the guys and then they go down and they get caught and his cover is blown. Yep. Um, And then he gets scolded and... By the captain, Angie. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything. (laughs) Yeah. I'll leave it all to Damien on this front. (laughs) But, um... She essentially tells him that he needs to start working with others, and he freaks out and basically says, you know, he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to trust anybody? There's if, nobody on the forest I can trust. Yeah. He taps on the window, and, he, and then he, I think he flips him off, too, through the window, too. He's just <laughs> he talking. Because he, he caught a bullet and uh, everything after, like, he even says, he's like, I got a bullet. and I got to look over my back the rest of my career. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then she tells him that there's a rookie coming in that he's going to be assigned to. And then he says something about, Jim, do I look Jamaican or something? And he's like, me no want no partner. <laughs> okay, this sounds really bad. And it seems really racist, but like coming out of Chris Rock, yeah. it's a little bit better. But he says, he says, do I look like uh, jerk sauce yes, jerk and sauce. baby wipes? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at your fucking mind. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I've never been around a Jamaican person, so I couldn't I, I, tell I don't you know. Yeah, I've never known one. So... It was a different perspective. <laughs> yeah, but it hit really hard. Yeah. It honestly, <laughs> like, that line alone makes me feel like the setting is more New York than anything else. Uh, yeah, I believe it's New York. It, even though through the whole franchise, they've never said where Could it be Chicago. Place. Yeah. I mean, Chicago would be very believable. Yeah. But... I just noticed it was very hot there, because there's yeah. fans everywhere, everyone's sweating. Oh, yeah. But just based off of that line, it reminds me more of, <laughs> um, like, New York, just because, mm-hmm. Jam- like... Jamaicans have their own like section yeah. in in uh, New York. Like, just play GTA Four. <laughs> it, it, it's just weird because it's like separated that way in New yeah. York. It's almost separated by like races and like it's really Chinatown. Weird. Yeah, because I think they call it. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm trying to remember because they talk about it in that uh, Luke Cage TV show. Never seen it. No, it's actually pretty good. Okay, uh, I think they call it Bush. Bushman territory or something like that. Bush Gardens, something like that. The theme park. <laughs> but uh, either way, it's just really interesting. It, it kind of layers mm-hmm. uh, with the dialogue in this, um, and then they go out and they start 
we're introduced to Shank, oh, Detective yeah. Shank. She brings him in, says that he's like he was a top recruit in his class to not screw it up, and then Chris Rock's character, Detective Banks, just walks out. Yeah, and leaves him there. He's like, "Fuck this kid." Yeah. And so he comes and tries to work with him, and he's like trying to pay him a bunch of compliments, and, mm-hmm. and asks him how he takes his coffee in the morning. And then Chris Rock says, "Alone." alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then he's basically like, "Come on, man! Like we we just got to work together." He's mm-hmm. like, "He's like literally like this is all because of your father." Like I've looked essentially like trying to make you think like he's looked up to his dad. Like yeah, it's all your father's the reason I wanted to do this in the first place. Yeah. So first bit of foreshadowing. Yep, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's the first bit. It's first real like, it, it the especially like how long they like focused on that picture of his dad. I was like, all right, this is something. I didn't get it the first time. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He well, just liked his dad. And there's a scene later in the movie where I was like, dude, like, there's no fucking way this is going any other way. Yeah. Um. So immediately after this, he gets a box delivered to his desk. No. No. Immediately after that, um, the captain comes out and says, "There's a homeless guy that I have by train. You guys are up." And then they go immediately to the okay. subway. Well, it's a good thing you went and watched it again today <laughs> yeah. because my timeline's a little jacked. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time. And then they're in the car on the way there, and that's when they have their first like kind of conversation about being a cop. And yeah, and he talks about his uh, Shank talks about his uh, wife and his kid mm-hmm. and you Charlie. Get- yeah, and you get to see the tattoo on his arm that says Charlie mm. for the first time, and foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, <laughs> this is where you get to also hear about like him go, uh, Chris Rock's character going through the divorce and everything, and kind of getting to hear about like his experience with women and the whole Pilates not being real thing. Yeah, um, and just saying like when you become a cop, you basically assured yourself you will you will die alone. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> it's. It's crazy. Like, and I knew a lot of the statistics uh, about police officers growing up because both of my grandparents were sergeants, and I have an uncle who's currently still a cop, and I had another. My great uncle was also a cop in uh, Adams County, so I grew up learning a lot about cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcoholism is also one thing that I'm surprised they didn't mention. They oh, have yeah. the number one, uh, like they they have the highest rate of alcoholism yeah, out of they, any profession. They did suicide. They did uh, domestic violence. Um, there was one more. There's another one, but I'm, I I did like that point, like because like it showed, it kind of showed you like the perspective from like the cops' point of view, showing mm-hmm. you what they go through, and also the corrupt people, like the corrupt side of them too. Yeah. So you saw both sides. 100. percent It, which I, was interesting because I didn't think they'd do that. Yeah, I thought this was very tastefully done, especially in today's society yeah because they could have gone to where they just went all in on police or bad they, they could have pandered to both sides they could have pandered mm-hmm. either way yeah and i think that would have hurt it no matter what mm-hmm. uh because we both know how both sides are very loud on what they believe in and it's yeah. hard to find that middle ground and i thought they did it very well yeah they did it should yeah, yeah it shows you both points of view yeah so especially in this last year, like, dude, if this movie came out a year ago, I don't think it would have stood a chance. Probably not. Even with playing the middle ground. Yeah, probably not, because, like, yeah, last year was so turbulent with everything, and especially that, that area. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would have. So it's probably a good thing that it came out this year. Yeah. I, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, I'm grateful for the timing. Yeah. So, um, we get to see them, and also, just quick side note, I want to be a cop just to get that car. 
Let's be cops. Dude, I love that movie so much. You ain't down. <laughs> I'd be 100% down. Let's go. I just don't think they'll take me with my head tattoos. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. might be touchy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can grow it. your hair out. I'll do undercover work. It's all good. I don't know if I do undercover work. It'd be I would scary. be so down. <laughs> all right. But that that is a beautiful ass like detective car. Yeah, that's the yeah, it's, you see that in every detective movie they have some sort of like, their own car. <sighs> it makes me want to be Batman. Yes. Oh, also, side note, I sent this to you today. Yeah. They are releasing a Hot Wheel of Robert Pattinson's Batmobile. It's the first toy we've seen from the movie so far. So I'm buying it. I don't give a shit. I'm buying sense. 10. That's fair. Keep one in each room for good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get to see Chris Rock and Shank. <laughs> Ezekiel and Shank go to the crime scene. Yeah. And immediately... Like, he's like, he's like, this dude's not homeless. He's like, when was the last homeless dude you saw with a Fitbit? I did not think he was going to point out the Fitbit. I thought he was going to point out the clothes. Yeah, because, yeah, the first thing he says, how many homeless people are keeping track of their steps? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not something, like, I probably couldn't be a detective because I'd overlook the simplest shit. <laughs> but that, like, blew my mind. I was like, okay, that's, like, pretty smartly written. Yeah, and you see the gore left behind from the accident they pretty much zoom in on a lot of stuff too oh yeah and you can see shank he's kind of like holding himself back and then oh yeah bank says if you're gonna throw up don't do it on the evidence <laughs> uh the, the special effects for especially that scene were fantastic yeah like getting to see the organs especially in the detail that it did mm -hmm. it was just like it kind of blew my mind see the bottom of his jaw yeah and shank is the one who points out the tv mm -hmm. in the subway yeah I, I can't remember the line but it says you see, uh, how often do you see a TV in the subway or something like that? Yeah. It was very, like... It's another one of those things that, like, once you get further in the movie, you're like, of course he pointed it out. Yeah, it's like he's pointing out to get the attention towards it or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Kind of, like, I don't know. It's early sprinkles. Mm -hmm. Like, I will say that a lot of this movie is... Uh, if it weren't for how convenient the placement of chris rock with the rookie was yeah i don't know how well this would have worked yeah i mean obviously you're writing it. it anything can happen when you're writing a movie but like it just felt super convenient yeah um and then after that they go back so they still don't know who it is because there's no badge there's no nothing yeah it's just the body so they still think it's a homeless guy yeah so they're running because they're running all tests and dental records and whatever they can mm -hmm. And so they go back, and then they get a... Do they immediately get a package? No. This is where they... Um, the captain comes out, gathers them all together, and she tells everyone that the other detective is going to be the, the head of the case. And Chris Rock gets upset. They go into the bathroom, talk about it, and he convinces her to let him catch the guy. They come back. She announces that Chris Rock is the lead of the case. Everyone gets mad. And Chris Rock has some words with um, Fitch. Detective Fitch. Yes, but directly before this, uh, he gets a package. Is it before that? Yeah, because uh, a lot of the lines in what you're talking about pertain to who it is. Because he gets passionate because he was friends with Boz. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, they he, get the thing. He gets the package. I, I did like the, uh, the writing and the line delivery on this next part because he gets a package and it says, play me. Yeah. And so he goes and he puts it in. And Shank's computer. Yeah, and he's all, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not putting this shit in my computer. I was <laughs> like, okay, see, that's another little, like, just clever, 
Like stuff you'd have to think of. Yeah. Um, does it also come, does that package come with the badge? I can't remember. No, that one is just the USB, and then they, that's when they the video is the spiral on the mm-hmm. courthouse wall. And yeah, get, and then they go to the courthouse, mm-hmm. and they're the, there's another box right above that window mm. where the spiral was. And that has his tongue. And his badge. And his badge. And that's how they're able to find out it was boss. Yeah, and that's when everything I said five minutes ago, that's when it takes place. (laughs) Yes, uh, and you get to find out that, like, their kids played together. He was, like, one of the only people in the force that he actually trusted. Yeah, and they went to games, he said. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that he was able to, like, convince the captain that, like, to keep him on point. Yeah, and you can really see, like, the divide between him and the other other detectives, because Detective Fitch is out there, him and his partner are contacting, um, Boss's wife. Yeah. He's like, he's like, do you even know her name? Yeah. Um. Kind of, like, going over Chris Rock's head a little bit. He said, what did you do, text her an emoji? Yeah. <laughs> he said, do they have one of those? Sorry, your husband's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then you get to see, uh, pretty. I think directly after the scene, he goes and he tries to like talk to Boz's wife. Yeah, him and Shank both go over to the house. To and he makes him sit outside. He just closes the door in his face. Oh. And then uh, you see Chris Rock's ex ex wife in there too. Yes. And they're starting to get it, get into it, and then they. I am stop. happy that they didn't pay more attention to that relationship. Yeah, because they could have been like, you know, have you seen Den of Thieves? No. Okay, but there's like a side story with uh, Gerard Butler and his wife and their issues that didn't need to be in it, so I'm glad they didn't do that in this. I wonder if they learned from that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need this. It's going to save like 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, like, it was an interesting thing for his character, but like, they did everything they needed to to just describe that he wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I thought with the time they had, they were very effective. Yes. So... Then going from there, do they do they split up and go home? No, so they pretty much work all night. Is this when they work all night? I think so, trying to track down leads. And then they have the big board, and you see John Kramer's pictures up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we were in the theater, yeah. and you're like, yo. And I was like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where Shank asks for uh, um, Detective Banks' phone because his phone's dead. See, I didn't think anything of that. That until, one I didn't think of anything. Yeah. I was like, like it, don't it, drain my battery watching yeah. Twilight. Especially because the way this is all acted, you actually believe everything that's being said. So, like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, like, he needs to just go call his wife and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, obviously, it's just foreshadowing. Yes. Like, very, that's the most subtle foreshadowing in the whole movie. Yeah. Um. That's that's the one where when it showed the flashback, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so he uh, basically comes back in. He's like, all right, so what's next? And he's like, just go home. Because yeah. he has a big argument with a couple of the other cops, and they're basically, like, just taking shots at each other. Yep. I think one of the cops actually accuses him. Um, he accuses him later on in uh, the fish trap. The, the black guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then they split up, and they go home, and Chris Rock's door is... Uh, propped open yes and he goes in and it's the scene we I don't I can't say we've all seen but yeah. one of the big promotion scenes that they did yeah uh, where Chris Rock's dad Samuel L. Jackson sit, sitting right there and he's like he's like what are you doing I could have killed you he's like well, I could have killed you he's like I'm the one with the gun he says I could have <laughs> killed you <laughs> um it's uh it was 
kind of cool to see, like, especially, like, knowing that he's going through, like, a divorce and everything, like, his dad's taking care of him, renting a room out to him Yeah, you get a little glimpse of their relationship. It doesn't go, it does not over long or yeah. anything. It just gets to the point. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, uh, it also shows you how invested his dad is into the police stuff because he, it's basically pretty much made apparent that his dad really never gave too much of a shit about him. Unless it's, like, police work. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe. Yeah. You still cared about him. Yeah. It, it yeah. just was more apparent when it was about police work. Like, trying to take care of him because he knows how hard it is to lose, like, a friend in the line yeah. of duty. Yeah, and then towards the end of the scene, uh, Samuel Jackson heads off and says, uh, come over later, we're going to go over the case. Yeah. They were supposed to get pizza. Yeah. Yeah, that line was hilarious. Yeah. Never had a meal. <laughs> I don't want to say the word, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. uh, the dialogue between the two of them was hilarious. Yes. And then, dude, Chris Rock just had me rolling through most of the movie, man. Like, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Uh, it was way funnier than any Saw movie has ever been before. Yes, and it was it was good funny. Yeah. It wasn't it, cheesy funny. It, yeah, it wasn't cringy. It yeah. was just... Natural it, shit. Yeah, and it was inappropriate times. Yeah. Like, it was it was tasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have well, it has to be because soon there has to be uh, Shank calling uh, Chris Rock and the baby's kind of the background because that happens right after he gets sent home. I believe so, and he tells him about how Boz uh, had more accusations of lying than any other cop at that yeah. precinct. Yes. Um, and then immediately after that, I believe we go to Fitch and his partner going to a pawn shop mm-hmm. where an Asian man owns it. Yes. And basically they get footage of Boz chasing the guy down the sewer and they, uh, are able to identify the guy who he was chasing. Cause he was like a well-known meth Hustler head, and tweaker yeah, meth head in the town. Yeah. And then he literally like takes a gun off the wall this is the uh, one thing i was just like no this isn't gonna happen he takes yeah. the gun off the wall and puts it in his box he's like thanks for your uh on behalf of the metro police thanks for your grad um donation, donation essentially something like that, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a douche move yeah um he is a douche guy yeah but it was the most like blatant thing in the whole movie where i was like dude that's not gonna fly. Especially he has cameras outside. You don't think he has cameras inside? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of that here. That was just to, like, over-exaggerate how much of a douche he was, I guess. Yeah. And I was I, I was able to suspend disbelief. Yeah. It was it was worth it. And then... And then we uh, see that... Um, well, once they find out who that guy is and where they're gonna go, what building he, like, sleeps in, um, sh- his partner asked, should we, you know, let Detective Banks know? And he says, no, fuck him. Yeah. And then I think also at the same time we get to see Samuel L. Jackson's character pulling up to a building. Soap factory. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it's at night. And then we don't see him for a long time. Which makes me think when you look back at all what's gone on, like Samuel Jackson getting captured kinda happens in the middle of the movie. So by the time at the end happens, he had already been in there. Yeah. So when it shows him actually getting captured, that already happened. Yeah. Yeah. And you, this is a little bit of backtracking, but you can see that, like, Chris Rock is definitely starting to warm up to the Shank character. Yeah. He even says at the end of their, like, first days, like, you know, you did good. Good work, yeah. yeah. Um, which makes me wonder how that timeline works out. Mm-hmm. Because 
if he took the phone and then he goes and eats with his dad? Or do I have the timeline messed up? You're talking about when they're in that room and he asks for his phone because uh-huh. his phone's dead? Did he already go and see his dad before that? No, that's no. after that, that's when Chris Rock goes back to the apartment building and remember the dude's waiting there with the food outside of the door yeah. and his dad's not answering so he opens it himself. Okay, so so he had already gone to his house beforehand. Yeah, so. yeah and then you, that's when he looks at that picture of Samuel Jackson and him, and him as a kid and he has that flashback of when Chris Rock snitched on that cop. Yeah. So, and he's like angry as hell. Yeah, and we get to see what happened with the cop mm-hmm. where he shot this dude for no reason yeah literally no reason yeah he's like he had a gun he's like the witness had a gun yeah and you can see him place the gun on yeah. the ground yeah. yeah and so it was like an automatic like i didn't think that it was going to have the relevance to the story that it did but mm-hmm. i was happy with it yeah um and we'll wrap around to it in a moment but so then we get our next trap with fitch Yes, and you only see like the for a few seconds, then it cuts back to what is what's going on. Yeah, because we get him essentially getting knocked out or captured or whatever. Yeah, because he's looking for that uh, druggie. Yeah, and he lifts up the blanket, and there's a pig mask. Yeah, and then so he gets knocked out, and then we flash to the next day in the morning. Uh, they're all at work, kind of hanging out, waiting, and another package gets delivered. And it's another flash drive. Yes, yes. It is. it's another flash drive. I also feel like there is some skin. No, this is that's a different one. Yeah. Um. So they get a flash drive, and it shows a truck with a spiral on it and a pig marionette. And the pig marionette is like my new favorite thing. Yeah, he's pretty cool. It, it's pretty dope. And it's, even at the end of the video, he lifts up to where he has the gun. And he's like pointing the gun yeah. at the camera. It, it, it was pretty cool. It was yeah. very well done. Yeah. Um. It also kind of gave... This movie gave another uh, meaning to the whole... Like, that marionette gave another meaning to the whole pig thing in Saw. Yeah. Because of the whole cop. Yeah. Because uh, there was a... Do you remember the meaning originally? Like, where it came from? It came from because uh, Jigsaw's son was supposed to be born... Like, the Year the, of the Pig. Year of the Pig. Yes. Yeah. His son, Gideon. Yeah, Gideon. I uh, did forget about that. Yeah. You brought that up. But I, on, I honestly feel like a big reason they might have pulled from that writing-wise would be, like, Charles Manson. Okay. Because on the vic- at the victims' houses... Sharon Tate's front door, they wrote pig and blood. Yeah. And, and Sharon Tate's blood. And at the La Bianca house, they wrote death to pigs. Yep. So, I mean, that would be, like, my first assumption. But yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um. So then we get to see them go to this place and they find the truck immediately because they know where it is. It's a yeah, it's close like, location. Yeah. It's like a two minute drive or two mm-hmm. blocks away or something. And they go and they open the door <laughs> not thinking, oh, let's use a bomb squad or something. No, they just open the door. <laughs> yeah. And a pig falls out. Yeah. And With uh, a loud ass jump scare noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do my wife jumped so many times during <laughs> yeah. that movie. Um, but... And then he looks on the dash and notices there's another box. Yes. And fingers are in the box. Yep. Along with the badge. Yep. And that's when they figure out it's Fitch. And one of the detectives kind of gives Chris Rock like a side eye. Like he's starting to get suspicious of him. Yes. Um, And... Then we jump back to the trap. How do we find him? Who, Fitch? We find him because his partner uh, basically spilled the beans that they found the guy and she knew where he went, correct? 
No, they. She tells them that during after they find them. So how did they find the location? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember because after directly after that scene, it jumps back to the trap itself, and then we see him actually go through the trap. I thought that we saw it after we found him. Oh, we did. But You're I don't. Right. I don't remember how we found him. I think it just jumps to that because I think they already probably like thought we'd assume that oh they found his badge so they're gonna go find him or something I don't know I don't remember exactly and I just uh, saw it and obviously anyway, they, they go to the just fuck, doing it yeah rough, so. they go to the crime <laughs> crime scene and they see that he is obviously electrocuted he's yes. laying in this pool and it's all bloody water yes um and we get to see the trap and they literally like. I have these, it like, looks, Chinese rise, finger traps. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of things you put them in. And, yeah. yeah. The Chinese finger yeah, traps? Yeah, but it's, like, kind of netted. Yeah. And yeah. they're literally, like, pulling his fingers, and he has to pull them off. Otherwise, the water level will rise high enough to electrocute the water and kill him. Yeah, because he's wearing this helmet, and there's these two bars going across, and he has to bite down on those in order to start the gears, and that's what pulls his fingers off. Yeah. This is the one where I really felt like dude was not given enough time to survive. No. Yeah, because the water was already so high, and... It, the water is going to reach these like wire ends. Yeah. It let you know that it was intentional. Yeah. So then we already talked about what his uh, partner said. Mm-hmm. And then we. That's when that cop kind of accuses Chris Rock. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, where do we go to? The captain says something to Chris Rock saying, we need to do something. We, we don't have days. We have hours. And then it cuts to the next scene, but I forget what happened. Okay, so the next thing I like vividly remember is is we go to a let's just say we go to the next day, even if we skip some stuff, just because yeah, we're we're cutting down the whole movie right yeah. now. Um, they get another package, and it is skin. Yeah, attached to the pig puppet head. Yes. And so they do some investigating with the skin and everything, and oh, they find I know, the I know what we missed. Okay, do it. So after that, um, Shank and Banks go to that church to go confront that cop that uh, Chris Rock um, turned in, basically. And we find out he's having like some sort of support group. Yeah. In there. Yeah. It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous, but he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, and they're basically talking, and Chris Rock is kind of asking him, where was he on July 4th yeah. at this time? And then he goes to... So th- then they get their package after that, because it essentially seems like a dead end, because yeah. he has a alibi with another cop. Yeah, and the last thing Shank says before that scene ends is, maybe there's a... It's a good thing that we were partnered partnered up. Yeah. And then it goes to that where they get the box. Yes. Ugh, honestly, dude, like, my heart sunk when I saw, like, it was the tattoo and they connected it to him. I was like, oh, Me shit. too. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. Like, I thought he'd be in this movie a lot more. I didn't think he'd immediately be, yeah. like, taken out. But then uh, once you realize they didn't show a trap, you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then there, there's a thing inside the skin that, like, gives so, him the idea of where to go. And it's the paint store his dad and him used to go to, which is now a butcher shop. Yeah. And then that detective is uh, suspicious again and asks him, how do you know about this place? Yeah. yeah. And he says, like, this is where my dad used to take me. And it just keeps raising, like, eyebrows. Yeah. And so they go, and this dude's body is already just, like, filleted. Skinned, yeah. yeah. And and you see a shirt on the ground and yeah. his wedding ring. So yes. he's trying to make you still think it's him. Oh, yeah. So then 
from there, it, like, it, this is probably my favorite part of Chris Rock's acting. You just see him losing his mind. You get those old, like, saw jump cuts. Fast cuts, yeah. And he's just going fucking bananas. Hitting even the dashboard. Yeah. yeah. Even though he can't in front of other people, you just see him, like, unwinding. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. And then after this, we get him... Do we get another package? So... So going back to the package they got with the skin, um, it says, while you're searching, waiting for other bodies to drop, I'll take your head. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about Angie because she's like the head of the cops. Yeah. So he gets a call about these other, um, this cop that got attacked and he goes over there and he realizes the cop's not dead. He just got attacked. Yeah. And he realizes it was a diversion. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, um, Angie was getting a text from Samuel Jackson's phone saying, hey, I got a hunch. Go down to the case files or whatever and look at this. And that's when she goes down to the basement. Yeah. And um, and Damien cried. Yeah, I was like, no. He said, but, but, but why? <laughs> he 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 bet lost his marbles. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and Chris Rock realizes he thinks back to that letter, saying mm-hmm. why well, you're waiting for other body drop. So he goes back to the precinct and he's trying to call Angie and she's not answering. And Angie goes down to the case file room and sees a dude in a pig mask. Yes. She's immediately, like, blasting fucking... Thing. I honestly thought it was, like, a mannequin at first. Yeah, here's the thing. Why didn't she try to shoot the dude? She just went yeah. and shot the door. Yeah, she shot the door, like... Well, there would be no uh, trap scene if that happened. I mean, yeah, but... She's a cop. She <laughs> knows the rules. And she knows this dude's the one pop. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, at that point, that, that was... That was a plot device. That was a, the, the most illogical thing that happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um... And he throws these gas things at her. Yeah, and she passes out. I don't know if that's a legit thing with... I don't think they have knockout grenades. Well, it wasn't a grenade. If you notice, when she kicks it, it's like a. it looks like a jar. Oh, I thought they were like yeah, like it, smoke grenades, essentially. I don't know, it might have been, but I noticed when she kicked it, it was like clear. I don't know what oh, it was. Oh, okay. It was yeah, like no. a homemade thing or something? I don't know. I don't know enough about bombs and shit, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Then her trap, I that didn't seem... I mean, obviously, we've already been over this, but th- this was one that was definitely not designed to get out of. Because even no. if... Cause she, she was supposed to sever sever her spinal column. Cord. Cord. And... As she's taking hot wax to the face. <laughs> like, it's already coming out. Like, I don't know. Like, it was pretty bad, though. I was like, <laughs> it damn, was. dude. <laughs> it, that was a rough one. And then <laughs> yeah. once they finally break in to, like, save her... He like peels the wax off, and you just see the yeah. skin like, and her teeth off. are all charred and stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was a rough one. Like yeah. it, visually, that was probably the grossest. Yeah, especially for me, it was tough. Yeah, Damien. Gosh, he's like, I never seen that one before. I was like, geez. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, it was it was it was good though. It was a good try. Um, kind of like odd to have that down there, but yeah, like, it was especially there. with no one noticing. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess that's just... I don't think about it too much. Yeah, again, <laughs> I guess so. Um, and then as he's... Chris walks... Chris walk, Chris rocks. Walking. That's the Asian version. Chris walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he's oh walking. My God. He's walking down the hallway. And you see that detective. It's in slow motion. You see that detective walk out. And he's kind of just, like, eyeing him. Mm-hmm. And he still thinks something's up. And I think after that, Chris Rock goes up and talks to that cop to look at the cameras. Mm-hmm. And we find out there's 13 minutes missing in the footage. Yes. And we find out that the cop 
who logged he, in. that logged in was the person he turned in 12 years ago or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. And they're like, how? Like, how you shouldn't even a, have a login. Yeah, and then that, that other detective says that well, your dad still has access to or something. Yeah. And then that's they get into a fight. Yeah. And, and then says, you're too close to this thing. Yeah. So then he essentially gets suspended. Yeah. And he immediately goes to the church to find, what is his name, Peter? Paul. Was it Paul? It was P something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's going to irritate the hell out of me. Please hold. Um, Please hold. So he goes into the church, and he can't find him, and he starts heading out. And then he, and he calls gets, his dad. Yeah. He, he's like, I'm getting tired of lying to everybody. Yeah. And he gets uh, wrapped Chloroform. up. And taken away. Yep. So. That, what is the character's name? The character's name is... Please oh, hold. At the bottom of the goddamn list. Um... Um, um, oh, he will. What's be that actress's name? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not her. Uh, da, 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 da. not her. Why can't I find her? Oh, Marisol Nichols. Thank you. Okay, there you go. And that cop, where did I pass him already? No, I was more, I, didn't see him. I was like, I was focusing on He's finding a white your guy. man. He's a white man. That has to be him. Go back up. So that's not him. That just says police officer. Damn it. Okay. Um. Um. I'm so sorry. This is not working out. Yep. Nope. They did not do all the cast on there. So we'll never know. So sad. Um, so then he wakes up in a room. I think this is where I get my favorite reference. In the oh, whole movie. yeah. Because I was like, fuck me. Like, they're really doing this. <laughs> so he wakes up and he... F- Does he immediately find a tape? Uh, Chris Rock? Yeah. No, he wakes up and realizes he's handcuffed to the pipe um, from his wrist, not the foot this time. Yeah. And he looks over and he sees a... Hacksaw. Yeah. And he goes and grabs it. And he's trying to, obviously, the first thing you're going to do is yeah. go for the bo- uh, the chains. Unless he's seen the first Saw movie, maybe he should have yeah. went for the... I mean... This he, is in-universe. He, he, he did the right thing, though. Yeah. He wasn't able to get through the chain, and then he's like, oh, shit, I guess I gotta... And then he starts off. going towards his arm, stops, and then he looks over, there's a bobby pin. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. Do you, like, think the, do you think the bobby pin was placed there on purpose? Yes. Okay. Uh, just because of what happens after this scene. Yes. And the dialogue. Yeah. Um, but, so then he unco- un- shackles himself. Yes. And he goes and there's a dude sitting on a platform, or standing on a platform with yeah. a hood on. And surrounded by bro- broken glass. Yes. Like a moat. Yeah. And then he basically tries to, he, he takes off his mask and like figures out it's the dude that he turned in 12 years ago. Yep. And that guy's immediately pissed off and said, sending me to jail wasn't enough Yeah, I need to do this. I'll automatically accusing him. I mean, like, I would probably too in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're both kind of accusing each other of stuff, too, at the time. Yeah. And they're both getting pissed off. And so he, he finds a tape and he plays it. Mm-hmm. And it basically says, like, you can either save him or you can throw away the key. Yeah. Which comes into place in a moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the trap is, like... 
bottles breaking, grinding up, and then shooting, shooting at this dude's like, back. <laughs> and then the director, I would watch the, an interview with him, he said they actually made like a mock-up of that and on set just to see if it would actually function like that. And he said it worked. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, no, so it's an actual thing they can no. do. No. Yeah. And this thing, yeah, just... And again, like almost every trap has that loud-ass ring like in a oh, factory yeah. when it starts up and that you can just see the air shooting out and it moves the shirts and stuff and yeah their glasses are shooting out of there that's nuts i also found out this week that a lot of the traps for especially the first movie were all practical okay yeah like they were all functional and tested mm-hmm. before they like like they like that tube on the reverse bear trap is has a nitrogen or nitrous oxide or something in it that will make it actually like pop open Oh shit! I was like, the fact that they made shit functional is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, this gets into oh, the wrong hands. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, Chris Rock, um, in the last moments, is able to find out that the key was in a trash can. Yeah, when you said throw away the key. Yeah. That's um, the jigsaw isms. Yeah, I I was happy with it. I was like, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Hey guys, so sorry about that. Our memory card got full and the video cut off. So for the rest of this video, it'll be just audio only. But uh, we hope you stick around to the end and yeah, do all the things that you're supposed to do. Peace, peace. Then he uh, gr- he grabs the trash can to like shield himself and the other dude while he's trying to unlock him. Yeah, while glasses just shooting like high speed. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> and it's fucked up too because when it when the glass hits the dude's back, you can hear it. Oh yeah, in there. Like it, I thought it was cool that like. Even with that, like, shielding him, he still gets a bunch of glass fragments in his head. Yeah. I thought that was kind of insane. And once he uh, is released from the room he's walking, he gets gets that big piece of oh, glass yeah. out of his arm. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. So, obviously, he wasn't able to save the dude. He tried, but yeah. he, he was dead. That's <laughs> what that guy wanted, the killer, is for that guy to die anyway. Yes. And we find out in 3, 2, 1. Because he walks down the hall, and he finds... His partner alive. <laughs> yeah, big surprise. Yeah, as soon as, and like I said, as soon as I saw the body, I was like, okay. And then I thought about it for a couple minutes, and I was like, we never saw his trap. So, dude, yep. he's alive. Yep. So we find out that he found that homeless tweaker dude. Oh, we forgot to mention the whole scene with the him going to buy the drugs from the guy. Like, Oh, damn, that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, it was a good scene. We'll just put it at that. It <laughs> yeah. was it was pretty inventive. Like it was. the ink blowing up in the dude's face and shit. Yeah. But uh you basically find out that he like trapped the dude and took his uh like he, he, he drugged him, tattooed the Charlie thing on his skin to make it look like it was him. Yeah. And kind of from there just hid in the background while he executed the rest of the traps. Yeah, and if you notice, he had Chinese food on that table. I didn't. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it on the side. I was like, hey, that's Chinese food. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. In this moment, he makes an offer to Chris Rock. Yeah. Before ever really even getting his dad brought up. He says... I want to be partners. I want to be partners. I want to... I want you to essentially... Find the bad cops. And I'll take care of them. Yeah. And he says yes. He says yes. With almost no incentive. Yeah. Like, it sounds... I'm just like... This is like the first side of darkness coming out of him. Yeah, and then he says, as soon as you get my dad down. Yeah. And the only thing that made Shank not trust Chris Rock is that he actually tried to get that guy out. 
yes. the glass trap. Because he said, why would you... He's like, I can't believe you would actually try yeah. to save him. So I'm thinking if he wouldn't have done that, then he probably just would have let his dad go and everything would have been all right. I think that... I still think he wouldn't have because we find out that he was behind that whole Article 8 thing. Oh, you're right. That led to... Spoiler. Well, this whole thing has been spoilers, but his dad dying yeah, at and, the hands of that dirty cop. Yeah, and actually, um, when Chris Rock first... I said walk again. When Chris... Well, there is Chinese food on the table. Get when, the when, fuck out of here! When, when Chris Rock first goes to talk to that dirty cop at the church when he's having his little get-together, he that's when that guy mentions they were working under Article 8 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they were just basically doing whatever they wanted to. Yeah. And you even get to see Chris Rock uh, supporting a young uh, William Shank as a kid right after his dad got shot telling him just yeah. be quiet like i'll take care of this yeah and he's like you don't have any idea how hard it was to get assigned to be your partner and all this other stuff yeah it, it was it, at least they didn't just be like oh magic MacGuffin," but like it was it was kind of cool to get a little bit of an explanation it's like what if he didn't even want to be a cop he just went to work as a cop in hopes that he would be assigned to this guy <laughs> one day like, he's like one day i gotta be right next to this motherfucker <laughs> Just to bring everybody else down. Yeah. Um, so then from there, uh, they go into the room and you see, excuse me, Samuel L. Jackson's character hanging from a bunch of tubes that are draining him. And a bunch of blood. cords that are holding him up. And he's, yeah. Then he describes the trap and says, well, if all these things fill up, your dad will die. Yes. So you can either, he's like, here's a gun with one bullet. You can either shoot me and he'll die. And we all lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can shoot that target and release your dad. Yeah. And we all win. Yes. Which is a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a blatant lie. <laughs> also partly Chris Rock's fault for uh, not getting his dad all the way unhooked before trying to beat the shit out yeah. of him. Because as soon as the cops break in, um, his dad is like hoisted back up and he has like guns attached to his wrist like he's fucking yeah. Black Widow. And the, the way that <laughs> happens is as soon as him, uh, Shank and Chris Rock go into that room, Shank closes the door and hooks that cord up to the door and it goes across the door. So when the cop cuts through that cord, that's what releases that and brings them back up. Yeah. So it, it was interesting, but I was also curious, um, if he's on that thing already pointing guns at all those cops, why would killing him make the guns not shoot the cops? What do you mean? Like that trap. Like Oh, like still function without it? Yeah, like if, if he's dead, what's to make the trap not continue to shoot the cops that are coming at him? I think that's thinking too deep. Maybe. But I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I, I didn't even think of that until now. I'm just... It was just a thought. Yeah. So... T-H-O-T. <laughs> this fucking guy. So... And then we get the nice little getaway scene, essentially. Yeah, and while Chris Rock is going after that guy, that's when, you know... Oh, he comes back out when, as soon as the SWAT team comes up. And that's when Samuel Jackson gets shot up and... Shank escapes in the elevator and does the shh thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, obviously, he's not going to shh, because he has to get himself out of the fucking yeah. doghouse. I just I don't understand how they didn't see this guy in the elevator going down. They had to have. I, yeah, there's no... Or were they too distracted on this thing going on, probably? Well, maybe, because they just killed their fucking, like, captain guy. Yeah, and so... now, now I'm, this is the question I had about the thing. Like, was Shank hoping that 
Chris Rock is still in the room and he was the reason he's the one who set up all the traps and he's the er, like, the, like that's what the cops think no Shank was that was Shank was hope was he hoping for that like was he hoping Chris that Rock would, would be framed for it for that all that stuff I don't think so because he he legitimately respects him because he's the only guy who ever did a him a favor and wasn't super crooked okay and was Shank's hope probably he was hoping that what happened happened I think his actual hope was that you know he'd be able to save his dad and they would actually just partner up together with his dad not with his dad, because there's no way his dad would have been okay with it. That would have been something that would have been probably a sticking point that he probably didn't think all the way through. <laughs> okay. Because... Because I'm wondering where Chris Fry goes from there. Is he going to get arrested for something, or...? I don't think so, because he... There's no evidence really linking him to anything. Okay. So the... I guess the hitter of the twist is that the dude got away. Yes, essentially. Okay. It, it just opens up for a sequel. Okay. I, I, don't get me wrong. The, the ending is kind of lazy by not really like explaining a lot of things like I'm trying to think so if you watch Promising Young Woman all of the possible outcomes are kind of laid on the floor Mm -hmm. to where you understand all of the circumstances okay same thing with kind of how they end Doctor Sleep while I hate so so more so with the book than the movie uh, like uh, obviously this is like something I say hey go read the book but like They literally... Which will never happen. Yeah, no. But if you go back and read the book, especially compared to the movie, like, he, they cover their asses and they're like, we have an alibi for everything that we do in this. So, if cops come, we can explain why I fucking crashed into a cabin. Like, stuff like that. Where, like, I wish movies would do that more often. To where you're not sitting here wondering if the fucking top stops spinning in Inception. If it's the real world or not. Okay. Like, I wish we could get that in movies more. Yeah. What was your question about the twist? Because I know you said you had uh, Just, do you think that Chris Rock would actually have joined him? Like, if his dad wasn't on the line? Like, if his dad survived? Like, l- let's say his dad wasn't in a trap at all. Do you think he would have actually, like, joined him? Or was that just lip service to get him to, like, back up? I don't think he would have joined him. Even though he hated all those crooked cops as much as he did? I don't know, because if his dad wasn't in that trap at all, he would have no incentive to join him. Like, if anything, like, the Shank would use his dad as, like, a thing holding over his head to, like, bribe him to join him. I honestly kind of wanted it to, like, invert the good guy thing and make him, like, flip on everybody. You know what would have been a better twist? If that Chris Rock, Chris Chris Rock, God damn it! <laughs> you are on this today, man. <laughs> Chris Rock was actually the one doing it all. That would have been interesting. I don't know how you could have done it, but I, I mean, it would have definitely been a way to go about it because it would have been that. So here's the only problem with that: that would be tied way too close to reality. What do you mean? Do you not remember that cop in California? Oh, did this happen? Uh, essentially. Where he, he turned no, no he turned in Damn a dir- he turned in a dirty cop, he got fired for turning him in mm-hmm. for turning her in oh um, and so his first step was to essentially wage war on the LAPD oh and killed I think 
I can't remember exactly how many cops, but he killed a fuck. Was it the of black guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I heard her about, yeah. about that. It's, uh, there's literally a sword and scale. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I was. But and then Dave Chappelle even mentions it in one of his stand-ups <laughs> because he was uh, put on. He was in his manifesto as having a the right idea. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it would have been like that if that was the yeah. angle, I guess. I, I think that's the only reason they wouldn't go in a direction like that is it's just too close to what has happened. Okay. Um, I just don't, I guess I just don't understand why I, um, if he was just hoping that Samuel L. Jackson's character would die like that. That's the only thing, because why else would he call a SWAT team? To give himself a reason to, uh, time to escape as like a distraction thing to have to, okay. because if, if he were to get his well, there was the- dad off the thing and unhook him and everything safely he would have had enough time to get away while he was distracted if not his dad dies and he's di- he's distracted long enough for him to get away anyways then what was he hoping for chris rock he didn't do anything to him <clears throat> i think for chris rock he was legitimately wanting them to join him okay so he wasn't planning on killing him or setting him up or anything no because he didn't have any he like i said he's the only like morally pure person in the entire saw series yeah so now he knows that Chris Rock is going to be fine, and he probably assumes that Chris Rock is going to try to come after him. Yeah, I think that'd be the safe bet. There's okay. no way that they work together now. Okay. So, if we get a sequel, whether it be in the show or in Saw 10, like we discussed earlier, we'll just have to wait and see which one yeah. branches off of that. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much all we got for this episode. Yeah. Our score is, yeah, again, 8 out of 10 for me. Yes, and I'll, I'll stick with my 8 as well. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, it got me so much more excited to where, like, it gave me that extra step to finally get that tattoo on my leg and fully mark out. So Yeah, and I'm still waiting for the day that we get a Saw movie that legitimately, like, is universally loved, like, critically. That's something deeper and something, you know. More so than the first Saw? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that one's pretty much... Unless you're someone who is ready to throw it away because it's in the torture porn category. Because yeah. you, you can, if you really think about it, you can make Saw into a drama movie. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, and you'd obviously be like, like gore and stuff, but you could turn it into a drama movie. It doesn't have to be like a jump scare type of thing. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. It, it's That's what I want to see. Like, the writing in the first three alone, like, if it was that kind of style, I'm all in. It, but you can throw a lot more drama in it to make it that much more interesting yeah like lean like lean more turn away from the horror aspect and put more drama into it and it would still work make it more of a character study yeah um i think you need the right director for that and honestly at this point i would almost like to let james wan back in just to do that either that or get like an auteur director like a this is obviously get a denis villeneuve Ooh. And get Roger Deakin to, to be see, the cinematographer? I was going to say Tarantino, but I would be interested to see that. I mean, obviously Tarantino would never fucking happen because he is so selective. Yeah. But... He wants to write his own things anyway. Yeah. And even if he were able to write his own script for Saw, which I'm sorry, any studio would let him, yes. but he wouldn't want to. No. Because it's, it's too much of a genre thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can get like an auteur director to do it, like a Denis Villeneuve or a... Here... I don't know how much this would ever work, but we already talked about this man once in this episode. I would push for Robert Eggers' Saw movie. That would be fucking wild. Exactly. I already asked her to. Oh, Get a collabo? <laughs> <laughs> Dual <Dude>, co-directors? 
that would probably be the most fucked up movie ever made probably <laughs> <laughs> oh hell so yes um overall i enjoyed it i can't wait for the next one yes i think you're pretty much in the same boat with mm-hmm. me so until next time if you wouldn't mind subscribing to our youtube channel following us on instagram twitter facebook and leaving a like and a thumbs up on this video we'd really appreciate it my name is anthony stevens damian Leba. we'll see you guys next time and uh don't forget about chris walk peace peace, peace.